What is up guys? Uh, my name is Faisal. Welcome to Access for Nerds. Um, it's 11 August, the day of recording. Yeah, it's been almost two weeks since the last episode. Uh, I didn't feel like making an episode last week. A bit, bit, bit lazy to go over. So I'm back this week and the big thing obviously to talk about is since I'm also following football is well the messy transfer <laughs> it's not it's not i don't know what to elaborate here it's just that that is it's the biggest one of the biggest thing that's happened in football in the last maybe 10 years the so-called one-man club of Lionel messi is now a psg player so, those who follow would know how we got here, but for those who don't, um, like a brief, uh, I would say, summary of it is basically, uh, Messi, uh, ex-Barcelona player, obviously, I, I don't know why I'm explaining this, but yeah, Messi's contract has, was, ended uh, in July and he was supposed to resign resign back to Barcelona as per normal but uh, you know when the pandemic happened the losses in revenue of all the football clubs are, are extremely high there were some ways to mitigate the impact however in La Liga there is a wage cap that all the clubs must abide to and I think it must be below 95% of the club's revenue something like that uh, not sure how the exact layout is but because Messi has been in an exorbitant wage for since forever, they are not able to sign, re-sign him back to Barcelona. This is also because in the last couple of years, uh, ex-Barcelona president uh, Bartomeu uh, signed a lot of expensive players in for expensive wages, uh, most notably. Uh, because I'm a Liverpool fan, uh, Coutinho, where he, he signed Coutinho to Barcelona from Liverpool to replace Neymar and again assigned him with some big ass wages. Then he signed Osama Dembele also on big ass wages. And the most notable notable one where people all, all over are talking about where where there's also some speculation uh, be before the Messi signing to PSG thing happened was obviously Antoine Griezmann um, so if the if the records are to be believed the sources are to be believed uh, Griezmann is making 800,000 euros a week 
800,000 euros a week. Holy. Uh. So, coupled with other legends in Barca currently playing like PK, like um, Busquets and everything. So the wages have inflated so much, and such they aren't. It's above the wage cap, and such they aren't able to resign Messi back to the team. The funny thing is, they've signed other players to Barcelona too. So I don't know, that's another story that we have to keep track and follow on what happens. Like, you know, there's Sergio Aguero and Memphis Depay signing to Barcelona on if they are able to even register for Barcelona since yeah, the wage cap of 95% is before Messi resigning before Depay and Aguero signing so they, that wasn't even in the fact wasn't even factored in then so I think that yeah, Barca needs to be moving players out first before they can even sign Depay and uh, Aguero officially and basically they are officially signed um, but they are not registered in for La Liga as of yet so we'll see how, how this this goes through it's, it, it's a weird ass thing Barcelona imploding is not one not in the list of my bingo card but yeah here we are football is is such a fickle thing it's a it's, it's billions of billions of dollars, pounds, euros circulating the market and one of the biggest football institution might be imploding so I don't know how else are you going to react to this <laughs> um, yeah then again st starting off with this big news I don't even know how we can even go on to talk about other football news uh, like speaking yeah again before we move on speaking of PSG and signing Lionel Messi is basically now the ex-captain of Barca and ex-captain of Real Madrid because hell PSG also signed uh, Sergio Ramos that went under that was a big story before but now it's like okay so mr mr madrid and mr barca are now psg players such a weird thing <laughs> uh, and yeah bef before before we move on there was so much rumors prior to the signing like the the Saul Griezmann swap deal from Atletico Madrid to Barcelona just to get um, Griezmann off the books and get a midfielder to help out 
with low wages that that was floating around didn't happen so uh, here's hoping that might Saul might want to go to the Premier League because Saul was touted to be one of the signings that Liverpool was looking for to but we'll see how that happens we'll see if this pans out um, I hope it does and I hope it works out but yeah uh, um, also, fun fact, since Messi is no longer a Barca one-man club at Barcelona, uh, that means that the longest serving one club man in the top European leagues are, not are, is Mark Noble in West Ham. Now, in that Ain't that a thing? <laughs> Such a weird stats. Anyways, uh, other we'll skim through other football news. Um, Danny Ings went to Villa because Jack Grealish was went to Man City. How was this not the biggest story? That's the thing. It's such a wild thing. Jack Grealish going from Villa to Man City for 100 million pounds the most expensive English transfer and this story was big for like maybe 8 hours not even I think maybe like 4 hours after then it was overtaken by the Messi story and just ran through from there it's like Jack Grealish to Man City is it's big news for the EPL since it might strengthen and further be domination of Man City for the for the league. This may might be one step closer to be a one man a one man club winning league. So the other big six teams should be should be concerned um, but they are also might be um, strengthening their play base um, with Lukaku um, was agreed to move back to Chelsea from Inter Milan however uh, Inter seems to be backtracking now so we don't know what's happening until maybe the last day of uh, transfer window we'll see how um, Liverpool has not been moving so much and that's a bit concerning we got Abraham Kanante which alleviates some pressure on our defence with Van Dijk and Gomez still recovering from their horrendous long-term injury and now having maybe some stability back is good but for attacking I really hope we get maybe a midfielder or an attacker to rotate with our front team or maybe both if we can if we can out offload someone maybe Shakiri going to Lyon 
the rumor as the rumor suggests. But we'll see. Um, I hope Liverpool does sign one more player. However, uh, looking at the again, preseason doesn't mean shit. But uh, looking at what we were doing with Minamino and Harvey Allen at at preseason uh, might be a bit better to alleviate my concerns. But uh, again, it's preseason doesn't mean much. <laughs> um, the bullshit thing is uh, Andy Robertson might be out for a while. Luckily, the, he has an ankle injury, but luckily it wasn't broken. It was, it was some ligament damage and hope that will heal up soon. And that's about it from Liverpool. Ah, shit. Yeah, it's... It's... It's such a mad transfer for now. We were... Uh, we were very excited when Karate joined, but after that, there was nothing to talk about. So... Boom. Uh, we'll move back. We'll move to wrestling again. Because... Uh, I don't know if we should talk too much about wrestling since the last two shows is all just me gushing about uh, AEW. But this week, the, the, the big concerns are in NXT. Uh, I, I liked NXT. Uh, I've, I follow it loosely, not, not weekly at like I've followed AEW but yeah there are big releases again and morals are currently down in NXT as per reports because yeah a lot of people are losing their jobs which is not a good feeling um, also reported that from Fightful.com um, that uh, the the network uh, NBC Universal are not particularly happy with the so-called rumor of NXT restructuring and releasing people. So we'll see how that for fallout is going to go. Um, people are speculating that the current NXT might be cancelled. They will revamp it into a develop again back to a developmental brand because currently it's being known as the so-called air quotes indie part of uh, WWE with again all the indie darlings but now since there are a lot, there are a lot of complaints about uh, John John Laurinaitis aka Johnny Ace and Bruce Pritchard on how they are handling because uh, handling the the current WWE business because as you know they were considered uh, Vince's second in command during the 2010s which was a, I would say a dip in wrestling content where 
these the focused on big men regardless of wrestling abilities they just want big spectacles and people that feels larger than life without without the need to have good wrestling pro wrestling background abilities so we'll see um people might think that i'm bashing wwe too much and in some sense yes but also i'm a pro wrestling fan i want all the pro wrestling promotions to thrive because as they say uh, rising tide raises all boats so as much as i want AEW to be better i also want WWE to be better i want ROH to be better i want NWA to be better so so it breeds competition and competition means that we'll get better products as a result so i hope that WWE figures this out make it so that it's a healthy competition between the promotions instead of just one imploding and the other one is just coasting along because they don't need to beat the other man this sounds like serious 1999 to 2001 WWF versus WCW but uh, the only difference is WWE currently is the WCW however they are not in any danger of cancellation so far um, so that's the big news in wrestling uh, what other things to talk about this oh yeah did we talk about Bray Wyatt getting released in the last episode? I don't think so. Yeah, Bray Wyatt got released. This is so fucking stupid. Stupid from WWE. One of his their most marketable new talent. I wouldn't say new. He's been there for almost a decade now. Holy shit! Yeah, he's. I think he got big in two thousand fourteen. My god, and they release their new talents in order to pay old wrestlers like Goldberg and Cena back for one match or whatever it is. Uh, so, yeah. <sighs> we'll see. Man, such a bummer. Speaking of bummer, Activision Blizzard. Uh, the this segue somehow correlates because I was thought WWE was was what I've been following when I was growing up and kind of sad seeing how it the current product is, and now we go to gaming same thing could be be said with uh, Activision Blizzard it's not just not Activision Blizzard it's just actually Blizzard but the, because I grew up with Blizzard 
Blizzard games. Um, not WoW though. But I mean, um, uh, profits have been down because of shit. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, okay, the sexual harassment lawsuits. The 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 toxic work culture, and those things eventually bled into their games and their games now being not fun most mostly the talking points now are basically wow because wow has been for years now i think since 2005 has been the money maker for blizzard subscription based uh, expansions and everything but now uh, people who are long who were long-term ball players have finally quit on mass so we'll see how so yeah the, all the basically known developers have already moved out a long time ago opening their own uh, studios and everything so wow was running on name recognition alone for a couple of years now i think and now finally shit it, it, it's like the perfect storm of mm, Toxic work culture driving morals morale of the developers down. The the good developers are no longer there, and the game being a grind fest and not fun. All all aligned in a perfect storm that is finally making a lot of player leave there was a report saying that it was 45% down from the last um, big expansion for the current when the, the new expansion release it the, the numbers are 45% down from the previous uh, expansion which was yelly I think the card currently is shown so yeah blizzard what are you doing i was playing i was playing walk of tree i was playing starcraft i was playing hearthstone i sung so many hours in hearthstone when it was on mobile had it everywhere now card fix for me is mpga uh, don't need to play paper magic just play on play online now if only in my region the the mpga mobile client is not is not tied to tencent and they finally actually release a client for mobile here i may be playing it more but as of now, the Western Hemisphere will is having the MTGA client on their mobile, but not us here in Southeast Asia.
So screw us, I guess. Always second second rate citizens, second rate consumers to 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 the um, speaking on a, on a good note. Uh, play FF fourteen. I'm finishing Realm Reborn and moving to Heaven's Word maybe today. A couple of quests left and after that might be might actually move my free trial account to a full account soon and this m might be my first ever subscription base MMO game I've ever purchased I've not played uh, retail non-private server MMO ever yeah I wasn't I wasn't into WoW I wasn't there during the Ragnarok online craze I wasn't there for all the big things played some free MMOs like Good Wars 2 for a while and PSO2 for a while and that's about it this one is basically my first ever pay with money every month to play MMO so we'll see how this goes uh, uh, everything else to talk about there um, might be a shorter episode today but I'm gonna close up with spoiler talk about Boku no Hero Academia my Hero Academia okay I'm gonna go from negative to positive because I wanna end on a high note the negative is season 5 of the anime has been shit has been so so goddamn awful so goddamn awful Season 5, first of all, if you are a My Hero Academia fan and watch the anime, first thing that you might know or not, if you don't read the manga, you might not know that they rearrange the uh, story arcs. Basically, Season 5, uh, if, if it's based on the manga, spoilers now, so, so for those who do not want to know about uh, My Hero Academia spoilers of the manga um, bye see you soon see, uh, see you next week if I'm if yeah see you next week alright <laughs> anyways um, uh, okay so spoiler spoiler for the manga we'll talk we'll talk about the anime but spoiler about the manga alright so season 5 of the anime is supposed to be clean if following the manga arc, it was supposed to be the class, uh, the class A versus class B, the arc, the my villain academy arc, and the um, internship to endeavors agency arc. So the the way that the enemy does it is is they're doing it. They're doing the A versus B. Uh, class arc 
which which first of all they drag it out longer than it needs to be so it's it's basically an arc about nothing it, it, it's just to showcase their power level but it could be a six maybe a seven episode arc if they wanted to it took them 11 episodes to do it my fucking god i'm so fucking pissed that it doesn't contribute to the overall narrative doesn't contribute to the necessary characters it's just there it's it's the it's an arc that follows the manga however it's too dragged out that feels like filler it's such a bad bad arc uh, to adapt no or scratch that it's such a bad way to adapt that arc it's already a middle of the road arc and for them to drag it out is is bullshit and after that it was supposed to be the the hypers arc that um, that people were excited about they rearranged it to the hypers arc I'm talking about is the My Villain Academia which is the story about the ori- how on how they're doing it's basically the story of uh, Shigaraki and his League of Villains um, on how they are becoming a team basically it's basically a training hash, uh, uh, air quote training arc for the villains it's in the manga is so dope because it, it, it basically mirrors the duality, uh, the duality of the hero training and the, now they're putting a villain training in there it it it, it also shows it's supposed to show uh, Shigaraki's origin story it was supposed to show some of Toga and Twice and showcasing Destro and all the villains that is going to be a large part in the next big arc coming coming maybe to season 6 or 7 but for now they skipped it they rearranged it to have the the next arc which is the 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 big three basically Todoroki, Bakugo and Deku going to uh, Endeavor's agency to train okay so here's a big thing here's why they did that it's because they wanted to promote the fucking movie the movie which is also aka filler so they're using the anime as advertisement to basically sell you on the movie which has no canon continuity whatsoever oh my god I, I'm actually trying to hold myself back a bit because I don't want to go on a long ass rant about how greedy the production committee for Bones and My Hero Academia is but this is just me being so disappointed in in this on what transpired it's basically is it's what my fears came true 
basically. The first three seasons of My Hero Academia was so good because there was no movie. There was a movie in season three, but they're just starting. So it it feels that they are still pro they are still producing good content for the season in conjunction with the movie. Season four was there were there was some writing on the wall because uh, when the Lin versus overhaul um, arc um, story was adapted it was a shit show in the manga it was so good it was showing uh, how Nero Nero how Nero was fighting overhaul without his powers and in season 4 it was just showing a slideshow took away Nero's big moment his character arc and reducing it to a slideshow I was at first I was I was able to basically turn a blind eye because a couple episodes after that we got the the Deku 100% fight with Overhaul which was still movie grade A plus animation and story but there was some concerns already seen in season 4 and season 5 took that shit to another level basically so basically I wouldn't be surprised if they just put maybe 30% of the workforce to the anime and 70% to work on the movie because yeah apparently the movie is going to make more money than the anime so we'll just use this anime to uh, basically promote the movie which again is not canon have they not learned from Demon Slayer make a canon movie and people will go watch oh my god if they made my villain academia as the as the movie instead i would have i wouldn't have been mad i would just go and watch it on in cinema provided that cinema will be open but anyways that's that's another topic but yeah i i'm, I'm just saying that i hate how the my hero academia anime is turning out it's, it's basically turning into the big shonen series however it's a seasonal anime it's not like one piece it's not like naruto it wasn't it's not like bleach that that they those um enemies have some legitimate um, some legitimate grievances that they are uh, ongoing show they're they are not a seasonal anime they don't have breaks in between so they might run out of source material faster so they need to pad it out my hero academia is seasonal they have good they shouldn't have pacing issues but they do because they are greedy the studios the committee of doing this has been greedy and it pisses me off 
So, um, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not. Yeah, people won't hear this. The, the people who needs to hear this won't hear this. But I'm just going to say, fuck you all for ruining a good thing just because of your greed. Now, we go back to the positive note of My Hero Academia, the manga. The manga, Horikoshi has been flawless in the last maybe 20 chapters. His storytelling, his art is is A+. This is might be me being biased, but I don't I don't care at this point. I because I think maybe the the anime set the bar so low that by comparison the manga is on a level hard, but I don't think so. I think it's just purely objectively, not objectively, it can't be, but subjectively. Regardless of the the anime, the manga now is a ten out of ten for me. Basically, the uh, last chapter, which again, spoiler for the manga. It's been two. I mean, it's been three hundred and twenty-two chapters of build up of Bakugo finally apologizing to Deku for bullying him for for actually apologizing without any this is not him this is not Horikoshi's making the bullying get swept under the rug it's not just them acknowledging it like a fist bump or anything this is 100% Bakugo bowing his head explaining to Deku and exposing his insecurities to everyone that he is sorry for bullying Deku and I'll be honest I was not a Bakugo fan for the longest time I'm still not uh, but and I'm also somehow weirded out with people being fans of Bakugo but for me this is this this is the start starting redemption arc for Bakugo and it's been such a good long burn story storytelling where everything makes sense character wise the previous episode uh, the previous chapter that we didn't get talk about is Ida basically ha- after not being in the spotlight for so long, for a long time for him to come in to be the one to save Deku from himself which mirrors okay again I'm getting ahead of myself here I mean I'm, I'm still I'm still want to talk about the Bakugo being vulnerable and finally admitting that he was a piece of shit him admitting that he was a piece of shit is somehow very cathartic for me as a, as someone who reads this manga someone who is a fan of Deku who roots for Deku and who for the longest time hated the Bakugo character it's some it feels so good 
to get that I, I would say closure I don't think it's closure yet but that, that resolution of that arc of his character so it's it feels good it feels earned and I respect the hell of a Horikoshi um, yeah then we'll we'll go back to the, the previous chapter where basically Ida is the one reaching out to Deku to save his life which again mirrors back to the Kamina incident where Deku you ask Kaminari uh, I'm sorry it's not Kaminari it's Kirishima <laughs> to reach out to Bakugo to save his life because he knows that Bakugo would if Deku was the one who reached out his hand to save Bakugo, his somehow his ego would not allow him to reach out. At this time, it's the same. Bakugo knows that because Bakugo ha- he Bakugo has been wronging Deku for so long that if he reaches out to Deku, it would not uh, make uh, it would not make sense in the way that. Uh, if Ida is the one who who because Ida has been his friend and only his friend he was not the bully anymore but I mean Ida has been true with Deku from the beginning when they started living together so it feels again it feels good it feels earned also because during the staying arc it was Deku who saved Ida from himself from being consumed by revenge and this time it's about is Ida saving Deku from being too self-destructive so again ah, such good storytelling and at the end of that chapter um, Deku is going back to UA to be together with the classmates uh, there were there were civilians who who were protesting because they were afraid that all for one with with the intent of chasing Deku the civilians might get caught in the crossfire so the, the, the story arc is not finished yet Deku is currently still in a slum he's not in a slum physically for now but uh, mentally she is still uh, broken down to, to, to it basically he is at rock, rock bottom currently so the next chapter which sadly is delayed it will, there will be any chapter next week for because Japan has their Obon festival so everything will be off for that week um, but the next chapter in two weeks time um, should be focusing on how Uraraka is gonna uh, save Deku from himself because again uh, Ochako has been teased by uh, Horikoshi about being the hero that saves other heroes this was this was also again slow burned from whatever chapters back basically Uraraka's purpose might be the one 
who saves the heroes because heroes will save he basically how do I word this properly so yeah the heroes will save people but who will save the heroes and at first it was framed as a rhetorical question on who saves the hero who watches the watchman kind of thing uh, but now I think the uh, the the conclusion now is there will be a hero saving hero kind of thing and it will be Uraraka that would start that movement first or forward it reminds me of something like uh, how psychiatrists or psychologists are treating patients but who is treating the psychologist kind of thing so that's also an arc that I'm excited to be following also uh, other classmates 1A classmates have some time to shine but the most heartbroken one was uh, Ashido basically saying that Deku needs to come back because he, she doesn't want to see yet another body being dead being a dead body that she knows basically leading to what happened to midnight so that also have some bummer theme but it's with it's within the current character development character plot that makes sense so that f that again it feels earned everything in, in in the last 15 20 chapters feels earned feels so good so anyways yeah that was me shitting on the my hero academia anyway and me gushing over the my hero academia uh, manga and i'll i guess that's me where i'm gonna laugh I'm gonna leave you guys off for this week. Um, see you guys next time. Alright, bye.